Before we get started, After the Monuments is proud to thank Team Henry Enterprises for their support of our show. Team Henry Enterprises is a black-owned contracting firm specializing in office, retail, medical, multifamily, and higher education construction of all scopes and sizes. In the wake of the George Floyd protest, Team Henry is the very firm contracted by the city of Richmond to take down the Confederate monuments in Richmond and by many other municipalities to remove other Confederate monuments around Virginia and throughout the Southeast. Learn more about Team Henry and how they can help your community rebuild, renovate, or design at TeamHenryENT.com. I'm Kelly Lemon. And I'm Michael Paul Williams. And welcome to the After the Monuments podcast, where we look at events and news about race in a historical context and see how, too often, history repeats itself. Welcome to After the Monuments podcast, a real talk about race with Michael Paul Williams, and I am Kelly Lemon. Um, today we are getting into a very topical discussion about Virginia's broken promises, Michael Paul, and some things have happened recently within this state um, that we can um, kind of talk about in a way that can have a national impact because these areas or these decisions have a national um, impact oh, yeah. to them. Um, so from Pharrell Williams and the Something in the Water Festival versus Virginia Beach and what that means to the state of Virginia, to Montpelier um, and some of the decisions that they have decided to make um, that basically they kind of almost reneged on yes. a little bit. Um, you can remove the condom. Okay, okay. <laughs> to um, some promises that are being kept actually, uh, with St. Paul. Mm -hmm. So let's start with um, Pharrell Williams um, and his issues with Virginia Beach. So Something in the Water Festival um, was created by Pharrell um, in Virginia Beach specifically because Virginia Beach was such this place for black people to gather um, during certain holidays for celebration, especially HBCUs um, and um, just the whole vibe that was happening in Virginia Beach with the music scene, the culture scene, and things of that nature. Virginia was so excited when he bought it. Um, the what was it, 20, uh, 2019, um, and the energy was dope. The commerce was great. Like It just brought this sense of, we brag differently in this state. Um, and when he says that something is in the water, um, depending on where you are in, in Virginia, how you took that may have been differently, right? Mm -hmm. I took it as us being the birthplace of black culture, of American culture, um, with 20 and odd Africans literally um, un and unfortunately um, being enslaved at Fort Monroe, um, right, you know, across the water of from Hampton, Virginia, um, and the first black American, um, which is named William, his name is William, um, and that's the Tucker family, and then how that all transcends to how black culture spread throughout the nation. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. and kind of given context, Pharrell's cousin was killed mm -hmm. um, by the hands of uh, police on the oceanfront um, at Virginia Beach. Uh, Pharrell did not like the way that it was handled um, and intentionally moved the festival to D.C. on Juneteenth weekend mm -hmm. um, 
as, I guess, a uh, protest against the city of Virginia Beach. It would seem. Let's start there, Michael Paul. Virginia just can't get out of its way. Um, Can't get out of its own way. Um, We take one step forward, we take another step back. Mm -hmm. Two steps forward, two steps back. The context that you spoke of in Virginia Beach is an unhappy one in that we did have Virginia Beach as a gathering place for, for black college students, black fraternities and sororities. And it culminated with the Greek Fest mm-hmm. um, uh, event um, in 1989, if I'm not mistaken, that exploded into all sorts of um, police intervention and, and chaos and, and it just violence. It, it just a bad scene that you could see brewing leading up to it because there was a sense of unwelcome, yeah. a, a sense that we, you know, well, are we really wanted here? Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of that kind of conversation. So Virginia beach, you know, and if you're my age, you know, you couldn't go to Virginia beach when mm. you were a child. Virginia beach was segregated. So it was still trying to kind of throw off that rep as a place that was not particularly welcoming to us. Buck Row Beach was where yeah. blacks were welcomed in, yes. yeah, in Tidewater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, when I saw something in the water, I'm like, yeah, we've come full circle here and, and Virginia Beach's native son, mm-hmm. Pharrell mm-hmm. Williams, mm-hmm. the immensely talented Pharrell yeah. Williams, yeah. as talented as anyone in the music business. And, and by the way, Hampton Roads. Yeah. Um, um, with Pharrell, mm-hmm. with with Timbaland, mm-hmm. with with um, yes, Michael Paul, spit him Miss, out, Missy Elliott, yes, with um, um, gentleman with guy, what's his um, uh, 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 uh Teddy Riley, Teddy Riley, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that that has that region has such a rich musical tradition. It's like the football has the tradition and yeah. the music, yeah, and you know, Virginia was finally looking to capitalize on it, mm-hmm. and it, like I said, we can't get out of our own way here, yeah, um, it, it's 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 just a metaphor for Virginia history in which so many talented people, Arthur Ashe in Richmond mm-hmm. comes to mind, mm-hmm. end up having to leave or, or leaving by choice uh, because of the way they were treated, treated or mistreated. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a shame. Um, I was, when, I, when I saw that um, he was dissatisfied with his dialogue um, with Virginia Beach leaders who, you know, come on, he's, as far as exports go, yeah. He's probably as high profile, as famous as anyone out of Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know, you want to make Pharrell happy. You yeah. want to at least satisfy Pharrell, and it just seems like it didn't happen. Yeah, no. Um, but when I saw that he was leaving because he wasn't satisfied with the answers he was getting involved in his cousin, and by the way, um, um, no body cam footage apparently. Mm. Um, I was hoping Richmond could get a piece of that. Come on, Michael Paul. Because you Come know, on, Michael Paul. Some, something in the water. It's still yeah, here. Re- reflecting pool. That's that's nice and that's historic. Yeah. But we got the James River, and yeah. that would be a a, a a lovely setting for for that. There were so many places in the state of Virginia, even if they didn't have water, that I felt that he could have creatively yeah. still created this concert. Um, mm-hmm. That's my disappointment. Yeah, um, yeah. I now, mean, maybe he's feeling some kind of way about the state in general. Yeah, you know, as a result of this, and yeah. it, and and like like I said, this is a native son. Yeah. So, he's, it, it, you need to when things like this happen, everyone involved needs to be thinking 
long and hard about mm-hmm. how that happened and what we can do to be better. Um, cause it, it didn't, it didn't work yeah. for him. Um, he'll be fine. Oh, way fine. For, Pharrell will always <laughs> way, be fine. Way this, fine. Is, yeah. this is Virginia's loss. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. And, and, and I think that's the thing that hurts the most is yeah. that tag P you couldn't, you know, like, it's almost like he's our brother. Mm-hmm. And he was like, King's Dominion was going to be jumping this weekend. And he was like, nah, I'm going to take, you know, an adopted family to Six Flags and not play with y'all in, in, in Virginia, you yeah. know? And I think that's what hurt the most. And especially on a weekend that he single-handedly pioneered the, the official holiday for our state first. Yeah, Juneteenth. Am, am I correct to say? Juneteenth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, again, you know, one step forward, we just can't get out of our own way. Yeah. Seems like there's some backsliding going on. Yeah. Do you think that he will bring it back to the state? It'll probably be insane up in D.C. Why would he? I mean, it, it'll, it'll, it'll take a lot of fence mending, mm-hmm. I, I would think, for him to bring it back. Yeah. You know, who, who knows? Yeah. It, it, it's you know, if you're Virginia Beach, you want to keep that. Mm-hmm. You want to do everything you can to keep that. And, you know, it just, he, it felt, you know, to hear him talk, he felt like he was blown off. Yeah. Politely blown off. But he's, how did he put it? You know, um, I sang about uh, a house without a roof, but I'm being politely shown the door. Yeah. You know, and, and we ain't happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope that he does bring it back. Just from a commerce standpoint, you know, I would love, and I'm putting my tourism hat on a little bit, you know, mm. but I, I brag about this state. I want people to come visit this state, you know, mm. um, because, again, they pour into the dollar. I mean, they pour their dollars into the state. So I'm a cheer for for uh, a, a Virginia return in 2026 yeah. when we celebrate that big that big milestone in, yeah, in, in 2026. <laughs> it's it's you know, that's our power is in our buying power. And, you know, if you. What price can you put on respect? Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's suffered. His family suffered a trauma. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 how he handles it, how he chooses to handle it, is how he chooses to handle it because that's his family. Yeah. We just thank him for creating a, a concert because he didn't have to do it. Yeah. He didn't have to create this yeah. at all. It, like, it, and as we all complain and, and are sad and disappointed, he, he don't have to do it. Yeah, you know, so. Could have been a feel-good story. Yeah. Would have, could have, should have. Yeah. Story of our lives. Some other promises that were broken happened up 64 a little bit, though. Yeah. Um, and so we, we are talking about uh, Mott Pelier. Yeah. James Madison's estate in Orange County. Yeah. James Madison being the fourth president of the United States and the father of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Tell the audience that may have no idea about what's happening at Montpelier, um, the promises that they made and the promises that they now have taken away. Yeah. Well, Montpelier had been um, a um, very intentional and in some ways trailblazing in exploring the history of enslavement at what, after all, was a plantation. James Madison's estate, his plantation. Um, they didn't, you know, and, and this, is a, this is a conflict, the history. I mean, we see the same thing at Mon- we've seen the same thing at Monticello, mm-hmm. where, you know, historically, you know, a history like that would be whitewashed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about presidents, and mm-hmm. we're not going to delve into all that ugly stuff. But, you know, I mean, 
Montpelier for decades, for several decades, has been very enlightened. It, it, its archaeology has focused very much on unearthing the history of enslavement mm-hmm. on that site and to a lot of kudos. And um, it established a tremendous working relationship with the descendants of the enslaved there, its staff at, Mont- at Montpelier. Mm-hmm. And all of this culminated with, um, in June 2021, um, the board of the Montpelier Foundation um, voting to share power equally with the descendants of the enslaved, to have uh, a cohort on the board composed of descendants of the enslaved. You said this was when? Like, um, June, tw- June 2021. Not even a year ago. Like, we're shy yeah. of a year. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was, you know, you could all kind of file it away as part of the continued moment of racial reckoning. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, the museum world. Um, you know, was like, oh, this is tremendous. This, and, you know, people say this sets a template for how other museums and organizations and sites such as this can, can engage and, 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 and share power and, and create an environment of equity. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, again, a great thing. Yeah. A great thing. And um, in late March, they rolled it back. They, it, they just couldn't work it out. And, um, the crux of it was you have the Montpelier Descendants Committee. This is the group that was kind of charged with being the representative of the descendants. Mm-hmm. And um, the board majority was kind of like, we want to put our own descendants on the board. Now, uh, that's not really parody. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I want my black people on the board, okay. not your black people. Wow, and that's that's the crux of it. And we're like, no, we just you know you don't get to choose our, and you know, this of course was facilitated because by um some some descendants, a few, who aren't feeling the descendants committee, and you know you mm-hmm. know how that goes, mm-hmm. you know. I, so descendants I, of um white Montpelier versus descendants of black. Montpelier is that I mean I just want to make sure I'm also understanding no the, the descendants the, the descendants are all they all Every, have black blood okay okay um but you have a group an organized group the Montpelier descendants committee and you have um they they the board the board majority took it upon themselves to appoint a black descendant um who does not is does not think the committee should exist, does not think the Montpelier Descent Descendants oh, Committee. She's, mm. It's an adversarial relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they wanted the right to pick an adversary of this organized group of descendants that, um, through agreement, would represent the descendants. So, and, and that would cut into the ranks of the descendants who were on the board. Yeah. So, in theory, say you'd have eight descendants and eight other board members. But if the board majority is picking off their own descendants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not real power sharing because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've got my black people mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. on on my team, so you know we're not really sharing power. Yeah, and they just could not reach an agreement. And the majority of the staff, it seems, because they've been putting out statements, including the um, a, a um, um, some of the leadership on the staff, mm-hmm. um. Cast their lot with the descendants committee. They said, we support them. We want you to live up to the agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the um, National Trust for Historic Preservation has also cast its lot that way, saying, you know, you know, you need to handle this. This yeah. is this this is, you know, and they own they own the estate, but there is some sort of co stewardship agreement that okay. I, that I that I sense kind of ties their hands in mm. handling this. So, um, Montpelier Foundation fired a bunch of its staff. You know, fired a group of its staff, some of its probably most decorated, uh, respected on a national level staff. Just fired them mm. um, because they were taking sides with the committee and they were being outspoken about it. And uh, the board majority and the board chair did not like that. So, you know, you have gone from being the toast of the museum world. Yes. You've been doing this work in partnership with the descendants of the enslaved, and now you are sharing power with them in the running of this, um, this organization. This is great. This is a national model. We, eyes on Orange County, Virginia. This mm-hmm. is a national model for how museums and institutions such as this should operate. They've gone from that in less than a year to what are you doing? <laughs> it's wow. like Jim Crow 2.0. You, you know, you're walking all this back. And it's kind of. And and then I'm getting some emails from folks saying, you know, well, don't think that's this is the only place where this is going to happen. Mm. That they think a lot of places are going to roll back their commitment because you know, not 2020 anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I I'm not trying to dummy this down mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me something as simple as just pick a de- descendant from this descendant's appointed board, yeah. to come yeah. and be yeah. on this side with us. Yeah, yeah. It's, this has been, it was part of an agreement <laughs> yeah. that the descendants committee would, would be the recognized body yeah. to pick the descendant. Yeah. Um, as it should be. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't, you, you, you can't have power sharing and, but then have the board majority reserve the right to put its kind of black people, the black yeah. people that agree with our point of view mm. or going to vote with us. Yeah you know, who happen to be descendants on the committee. That, that's not, you know, you've, skewed, you've, you've gamed the system if you're trying to do that. And um, it's also kind of sad that we got descendants from the same house that aren't agreeing, but, you know. Yeah, but, that, but that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's how, that's, well, that's, how <laughs> that's, that goes back. that's how we do, how, for how long, you <laughs> that know. Goes back, I mean, yeah. we got, you know, I mean, Gabriel got yeah. dimed out by. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, house versus field, kind of, right? Uh, I mean, I don't even know if you can break it. Yeah, could be, you know, but I don't even know if it breaks down that neatly. But it, there's always that. There's always been that dynamic. Yeah. We have it. We see it in the highest halls of power in this country right now. If you catch my drift, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, our skin folk ain't and always kin folk. Not always kin folk. All right. Now there has been an institution within Virginia that made some promises and are sticking to it. Yeah. So let's, let's end in a positive because you have written a piece for um, the Richmond Times Dispatch, which you can find um, all of Michael Paul Williams' um, columns on uh, richmond.com. Just search his name and you'll find them, and we'll also tie them to um, this podcast when needed. But talk a little bit about what's going on at St. Paul. St. Paul's Episcopal Church in downtown Richmond, right up the street, right across from our state capitol, very historic church. Mm -hmm. The former, quote, unquote, um, Cathedral of the Confederacy. 
Jefferson Davis worshiped there. Um, Robert E. Lee um, was known to uh, attend services there. Um, all sorts of Confederate iconography was throughout the church. Um, that was its legacy. And, you know, in over the recent decades, they've, they've um, made a journey from a place that was steeped in Virginia's systemic racism to a place that tried to make amends. Mm. And, um, but after Dylan Roof um, walked into that Bible study um, at Mother Emanuel AME Church mm -hmm. um, in um, Charleston, South Carolina, mm. and murdered nine churchgoers, nine black churchgoers, white supremacist Dylan Roof. Mm -hmm. um, after he did that, that created a, a, a measure of shock um, in the St. Paul's Episcopal Parish here, which is a predominantly white parish, mm -hmm. and, and, and jolted them to a level of introspection and contrition and just a desire to acknowledge his history and, and do better. And um, they've removed uh, uh, some of the Confederate iconography, mm -hmm. not, not, maybe all of it, mm. not entirely sure. They, um, they've been very intentional about exploring um, and documenting um, their history, including um, the warts of, of racism. Mm -hmm. And um, it culminated with... Um, this liturgy um, called the Stations of St. Paul's. And you have to see it. Uh, I can't do it justice in the description. Okay. Um, but we're talking um, 14 stations mm -hmm. um, that represent, they're like two by four foot silhouettes. Okay. Um, that represent the history of, of St. Paul's. Um, starting, um, they, they, they go from the slave trade and its, its role in, in the slave trade, um, through, um, you know, there, um, all sorts of symbols, um, including African, uh, Adinkra symbols, um, mm. that were paper cut, mm -hmm. um, by, um, Janelle Washington, who's a wonderful paper cut artist. Mm -hmm. And um, from Richmond, mm -hmm. and it's so intricate. Um, I, I can't do it justice in describing it, but it just goes through the whole history of of St. Paul's, including its its role in 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 racism in Richmond. It's it's in 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 more recent years, it's it's its role in trying to um, be about reconciliation, and it ends with the two churches, mm. Mother Emanuel in Charleston mm. and St. Paul's, images of them. Mm. Um, it's, it's powerful. It's mm -hmm. very powerful. I mean, you described and, it. I mean, I got, I got yeah. it by you describing it, but I definitely want to see it, and hopefully we yeah. can throw some images up, you know, in this podcast so those that are listening, you know, all over can see it as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, the church, will, through June 5th, mm. um, the church will be open to visitors um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Mondays through Thursdays and um, different times on weekends um, to see this. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, they have a thing where they have booklet with prayer 
in history. Mm. And you can just, you know, you can, they will take you through the station and, you know, read prayer, read, read, read a, a passage, mm-hmm. a biblical passage, and, 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 and relate it to the history of what you're seeing in the panel. Mm. And I'm told, you know, it, it, just for me to see it, I've not been through the, the march, mm-hmm. but I'm told it's quite moving mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to experience. Until June 5th. June 5th. And will it go somewhere after that? No. Where will it, you know, no, the Valentine? <laughs> no, this is actually this is actually bonus time. It was okay. supposed to just be up um, through Lent. Oh, okay. And uh, I think it was so well received that they decided to extend it into June. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, they will put it away and until presumably, uh, from what I was told, next um, next Ash Wednesday, next Lent. Okay. I think it's going to be a, a, a Lenten season. Mm. Uh, regular exhibition. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would highly recommend um, that people check it out. The, the, it, just as a work of art, it's unfathomable that someone, and, and it's not actually cut from paper, it's cut from, um, I think it's called um, Tyvek. Okay. It's a building material. You, you, if you see homes, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like, so it's, it's more durable than okay. paper. Yeah. But how she did this, I'm like, what do you do if you make a mistake? You know, she's all over it. I I mean, she's like, I don't make mistakes. This is what I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's, I mean, she's tremendous. I mean, she's self-trained. I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm definitely going to take a peek at it. We're going to take the video cameras out there so we can show everybody a visual on it. And again, you are writing about this. It is in a in 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 a column. You've already written about this. Mm -hmm. You can find it at richmond.com. Um, just type in my. Paul Williams or St. Paul yeah. as a keyword. And yeah. plenty of photos and plenty of video. Okay. That can um, fill in the gaps for what I've tried to convey. Yeah. Well, Michael Paul, I think we have talked enough about Virginia's broken promises well, and some that were kept yeah. um, as well. Um, we are going to, next podcast, move into marijuana reform, marijuana justice, all things cannabis as it relates to the Commonwealth of Virginia, um, some broken promises there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into that next. Anything else for the good of the cause as we wrap this up? You're listening to the After the Monuments podcast with Michael Paul Williams and Kelly Lemon. It's a real talk about race. We'll talk to you guys next time. After the Monuments is a Virginia Video Network production and produced by Matt Pacilli, Michael Paul Williams, and me, Kelly Lemon. Technical direction and editing from Bill Barksdale. Executive production from Paul Farrell, Diane Salvatore, and Paige Mudd. Will Royer provides studio support. Our artwork is by Krishna Mathis. I'm Kelly Lemon, and we'll see you next week on After the Monument.